just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. What club I went to with my homies, baby, don't worry, you know that you got me. That's all I got. That's all. That's it for this week. That's all I got. Well, I think that's enough. Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> the shade. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Is that shady? Yes, me. you're always shady to me, but it's fine. Am I? <laughs> you're pretty shady. But it's, I it's don't cool. think that I'm shady at all. I think that I'm very pleasant. <laughs> I'm one of the praise the Lord niggas. one of the nicest people you know. Thank you very much. Yeah, go ahead. Think about that. Sit with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm just going to press forward. Why are you pressing forward? <laughs> over? You said you're one of the nicest people I know. I I want to know how that's not the truth. <laughs> We are not at the kitchen table yet. So what? Is there something on you your are, heart? Is there something you need to say? No, no, there's not. But I feel like I'm there not, is. I know I'm not one of the nicest people you know. That's Maybe correct. One of the most loyal, but I know I'm not one of the nicest. What that I got to, to do with what I sense. said? You no. are not one of the nicest people I know. Oh well, you don't really know a lot of people. <laughs> but I mean, I still feel like I still feel like I'm one of the nicest people that you know. And I think that, you know, whatever. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Okay, me all day, sis. Okay, me all day. Whatever you feel like you need to do. I'm dying. Clearly. Well, um, hey, y'all. This show is about adulting. And we're talking about it. It's a scam, totally. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, so you finished snickling? Okay. Nah, no. All right. Well, um, <laughs> welcome back. Um, I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And this is Getting Wrong. I'm here to get on Kia's nerves because that's what I do best. I, I just don't see one lie. As hard as I search. No, that is what I do best. Even when I'm not trying to. Praise the Lord, niggas. What? We got trash. I feel like you're always trying to. But let's just go ahead and get into the trash because I'm not sure what's happening here. I don't either. Savior God. Okay. All right. We have a pretty packed trash list today. Um, I know. Elijah 
Alamin in Florida, the young the young man who was killed by a racist who said that um, he said that he needed to kill him because he felt like his life was in danger. What? When was, when because was the young man was playing rap music. When did this happen? He said any. This happened a couple of days ago, actually. I didn't so, know anything um, about this. This is terrible. Yep, Elijah El Amin, um, out of Florida, actually. So, I put, according to the route, um, oh, I'm sorry, Arizona. I thought they said it was Florida when I originally read the story. It's out of Arizona. So, a man, Elijah, was at the was at the gas station, um, and he was playing loud rap music. And a white man by the name of Michael Paul Adams slit his throat. What? And said, yep, he slit th- he slit his throat and stabbed him with a pocket knife at the Circle K Are gas you kidding station. me? I'm dead ass. This is, this um, is ridiculous. And then the biggest bullshit is that uh, the white man said that he was being, because he said he did not feel, he said he did not feel threatened. The young man did not threaten him, should I say. However, he was being proactive, not reactive. Oh, God. Yep, oh, because God. he said rap makes him feel unsafe. Oh. And those who listen to rap music... Are you kidding me? ...have attacked him in the past. Are you serious? <laughs> but he can walk so, around and slit people's throats. I'm so right. done with this. So now, um, he's pleading insanity, of course. I don't know. Uh, and they're trying, to, they're, trying to, they're trying to get... They're trying to get that... They're trying to get, get him... Get that past or whatever the case and i'm like you know what may you die a slow death truly i don't have and i don't feel no way about saying that because anybody who's that ugly and dark in their hearts and is not and i i just have ah uh, anyway i'm tired of these white people not minding their business and i don't feel bad about saying it i'm tired of white people not minding their goddamn business every fucking where on the planet but um in other news of white people not minding their business our newest Disney princess, Ariel, is going to be portrayed by a black girl. Yes, indeed. Haley, Haley Bailey of Chloe. And, oh, excuse me. Halle Bailey of Chloe and Halle um, is going to be our latest Ariel. And white people can just be upset about it. Apparently, there is a hate group. On Facebook, there's so many called "Not My Ariel." <laughs> there's so many. I've yeah. seen so many people talking about like justice for Ariel or justice for our Disney childhoods. It's just like justice for a fish, girl. If you don't get out of my face with right, this, like I don't have time. So you, so you all think that every Disney princess needs to be white? Absolutely, there's they not do. Allowed to be any diversity? No, no, no. There, there is not. And I mean, I just, I think what's crazy is that all I was really reading about this. Well, I don't want to say reading about it, but it was coming up on my timeline with, you know, Intense Fury uh, mm-hmm. on the 4th of July. And it was just like really like all of the the events kind of happening at one time. I'm thinking about the people who are literally in cages at the borders of this country. Exactly. Um, and, and ain't no justice for them. Right. <laughs> but you None. but y'all going to throw your whiteness and your weight and your wealth and your privilege behind. A fictional fish. like. <laughs> White people are out here in droves throwing their p- money and and writing petitions and literally campaigning to Disney 
Let me tell you something. White people get to do whatever they want when they want to. They love to be loud and proud and wrong and strong about some bullshit like a Disney princess. Y'all can't. You They get mad when we have anything. And then, so recently, I also found out that in one of the Starbucks, um, one of the Starbucks, uh, <laughs> a patron complained to the Starbucks staff that they did not feel safe with these two cops that were in the store. So the staff member asked the cops to leave. And now white people are trying to protest Starbucks. Listen, they wasn't. But y'all ain't saying shit about these young boys getting their throats exactly. slit. Exactly. Or you ain't saying shit about the George Zimmermans. Go ahead. Or the or the young men that were um, kicked out um, kicked out of the Starbucks by the police. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. they it was two or three of them that were there for a business meeting. Yeah. And because they didn't buy anything, I don't remember what city that was in. Was it Philadelphia or something? I think it was. Philly. Either way, um, it's just a lot of. Um, it's a lot of whiteness. Stupidity. I just feel like yeah. we get and we and this is not to suggest or say, I don't know. I have to be careful about how I say that. But I feel like a lot of times people conflate um, white people with whiteness. I think whiteness is a construct is something yeah. um, that that is, you know, a different a different to con- wrap your mind around conceptually. And I think Absolutely. that we have to really, really think about whiteness in this case especially when we're talking about like ariel this whole disney debacle but i know oh, this is totally whiteness yeah and i totally saw a uh, i mean i i recently saw a uh the root actually published another article that came out i think today um um really kind of highlighting a very interesting um perspective and position around uh um how disney and ABC, um, you know, they all kind of exist under the same <laughs> umbrella, has never or, or or does not tend to give lead black characters, lead black female characters, um, a black love interest. So talking about how... Like the princess and the frog? Right. So the princess and mm-hmm. the frog. In, in the princess and the frog, the prince was kind of racially ambiguous. But in other instances where there has been a black woman or a person of color portraying um, the princess role, her love interest was um, either white or just not black. So thinking about like Brandy in the in the remake of Cinderella, Cinderella. um, And there were others that there were that were highlighted in this article. But I thought it was a really interesting read. I actually retweeted it. Um, mm, because the person was the, the the author. I think his name was Jason. It's on my Twitter. Um, he was really he introduced the hashtag Disney Black Prince and was talking about how important it is for black children to see, you know, black love, even in the cartoons yep. and even for black yep. black boys to recognize and have, you know, black princes to to look up to just like, you know, just as it's as important for you know, black princesses. It's, it's as important for, for black princes. So I, I just thought it was a really, really interesting um, um, piece. And mm-hmm. I think it was really nicely, really nicely laid out, nicely done. Um, and I, I just kind of posed it on my Twitter, like, what y'all think about this? Um, I think it would be dope, but I really feel like Rachel's Cousins would really hit the roof. Um, yeah, it's by Jason Johnson. We'll link it in the description box. It was really, really interesting. Um, kind of laid out um, the Princess and the Frog, other than the Hollywood executives. So he said, uh, remember in 2009, Disney could have cast Corbin Blue for high school musical mu- movies or even Justin Guarini for American Idol to play a French Creole prince for Tiana. 
um, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Um, she got racially ambiguous Prince Naveen. Yep. Um, and then in the last decade, the House of Mouse has gotten better at racial diversity, talking about Disney, but um, yeah. They have gotten better with diversity, which I do appreciate, but I think that's a very, very, um, a very good point that that young black boys do need. They need Disney princes to look up to as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? They want, they need that representation as well. It's also, it's and on so the Disney channels, better. Lab Rats and True, Vax, mm-hmm. True Jackson VP and Ant mm-hmm. Farm, all the little black girls had white boys as love interests. And mm-hmm. in the upcoming live action Lady and the Tramp movie, which will star Tessa Thompson, Charlie Bean is is cast as her husband. And then also citing how um, on shows like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, the mm-hmm. lead characters also had I mean, also partnered with white men. So Well, I had an issue with that scandal. Well, true, but it just seems like, you know, um, you know, he really he really raised a, a lot of of dope points around, you know. You know, Disney has a long, unmistakable record for consistently failing to cast black women and men together as romantic leads. A black princess should have a black prince, just like every other Disney princess has a prince of her own race, except Pocahontas, because that's vaguely historical. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> vaguely emphasis on. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, Jason Johnson did a really good, a really good job with this. We'll link it in the description box. But I don't know, man. What y'all think? I think that it would be dope to have a. Uh, um, a black prince uh, to play um, Prince Eric in the in the um, Little Mermaid, but we shall see. I think I think Disney should just go all out and make this an all black thing. Um, Do it. The, the memes have really been plenteous around possible like who could play other parts. Like I, I saw one that said Snoop should play Flounder. Yes, <laughs> and they said Shonda <laughs> Paul should play Sebastian. Somebody said Jesus needs to play Sebastian. <laughs> that could work as and I'm well. I'm here for it. I'm here for um, it. But yeah, there's been some really dope. They said Samuel L. Jackson could be a dope King Triton. He could. Uh, Lizzo <laughs> could be Ursula. But- Where are your motherfucking fins? <laughs> <laughs> I know you ain't been up there. <laughs> I told you <laughs> to keep your ass off the earth. <laughs> Lizzo could be Ursula. I also feel like um, uh, yes. Somebody said Monique could be Ursula. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, <laughs> she like, I'm, and I'm here for come somebody here, my said sweet baby. Oh, my Kim sweet baby said Titus and Dramadon. Oh yes, that needs to be Ursula. That would be. Uh, I would pay good money to see that. Good money but to yeah. see Titus and Dramadon. I just feel like Ursula. I would live. I mean, I don't know though because the Lion King is the mostly black cast. But if Disney would just really just do this for me. I would be most appreciative, honestly. The Lion King better be a mostly black cast. What you talking about? Is the one goddamn movie that's featured in Africa. Thank you. They better have a mostly black Absolutely. cast. Kiss my ass. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's a it's it's really been interesting to see um people react to the the Little Mermaid. Um It has. I've been ignoring most of them. They they put in all kinds of <laughs> I mean, you are tickled. I don't even know <laughs> what to stick you one- out. Because I, you are dead. Where's my phone? I don't know. There's a video that I want to post. I was gonna post on my stories, and it was. It said, "Look, Lindsay Hellohead sending one more casting tape to the Disney executives." Hold on, can you see this? No, you see this woman. (laughs) I thought you might like to see this. (laughs) I thought you might 
like to see oh this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a, like a 55 year old red and white woman. Y'all are so shady. <laughs> Woo. They be shady. Daddy. We could be shady too. They put an aerial on top of a child. Uh, I saw that. Watermelon. And they and said all that she had like, they was like Newports. She was holding a pack of Newports. They are just rude. And just, just tasteless, classless, even trash. I mean, it really just shows how. um, Let me post somebody's auntie from the trailer park with her pack of Marlboro Light One Hundreds and see how they react. They're gonna be big upset. But it's really just become really clear to me, and that's what made like um, this whole Fourth of July season was just like one of the worst ever. I mean, worse maybe be strong, but I mean, it's just really, really challenging for me to think about how, you know, I I could not bring myself to come talking about celebrating this country's independence when I don't feel never. I just don't feel I just don't feel it's just not I'm not relatable. Never. (laughs) Like, I just can't. I feel like never, ever before have I felt under such threat. Um, and, nope. and living in actual fear because I think if this administration and this current political c- climate, this current time has taught me anything, it's taught me to just what helped me to really see and be aware of, of, of how, I mean, like racism is not something that used to be around. It's something that's very active. It's alive and well. Um, and, and, and to see how deeply entrenched a lot of the things that we, you know, do and live, our practices, our cultures, our ways of life, our systems, they're really just kind of steeped in this deep racism and white supremacy. And thinking about that as a person of color does not make me feel uh, independent <laughs> or... Fuck no. In, you, the the people's president way. was marching with tanks. I can't. I really Marching can't. with tanks. And I just, the Lord, even in the rain, because the Lord wasn't even there. He was like, I'm not He wasn't. This. I'm not, He's not And, and there was no rainbow after. He was like, rainbow it's after like, a storm, hey, please. I'm not doing that. I want y'all to see exactly how I feel about this I foolishness. I don't blame him one bit. And I don't blame And that's why I just, you know, I just, the 4th of July was just, just not what it used to be. I feel like, yeah. And I don't know. I feel, I know people are feeling ways about it, but I just got to be true to myself. It's 4th of July. Well, speaking of black love, happy burn hot dog day. <laughs> That's exactly happy what day it off is. work. Get you some potato happy salad day, day off work. Happy we get to we get to congregate and bring sides mm-hmm. to a cookout day. Who um, all over there? Who all over there? Mm-hmm. You know, you are not invited to the cookout. Cookout. Um, speaking of black love, Chrissy Lampkin led her led her Disney prince. Jim Jim Jones know that she's ready. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is exhausting. This is where I have to go in the comment section because I was like, I got to see what people were saying this about this. And somebody was exhausting. like, we've been waiting on this for decades. We're dead now. <laughs> like, this is really just tired. I'm just exhausted. Really tired. How long are y'all going to do this? I just, so, I feel What you so mean bad. you ready? I feel so bad. And I love Chrissy. I do. What do you, the chicken is dried out. What do you I mean you're ready? Like, it's been ready. You should have taken that out the oven long ago. It's really just, at this point, it's like, whoo. Don't even do it. Don't even say nothing about it, should I say. Just go do it. And don't say nothing. Mm. Just coexist like the rest of these people. There's people out there have been together for 30 years. And niggas be like, you know what? I don't know if they're married or not. They're common law married. It's and that's all. They're, really they're domestic partners. And it's fine. 
uh, Jacquees with too many E's was having, he had too much sugar before Essence Fest. Okay. I don't know if you saw his, his, uh, little performance clip. I did not. <laughs> Hyper boots. That's fine. I don't really care. He was jigging all he over that stage and it gave me anxiety. He had, it was, a, I think it was a bit of both okay. actually. I think it was a bit of both. Speaking of essence as well, did you see your <laughs> did you see your auntie Yamla? She was drunk. Oh, when she was talking about she was on the pole. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen Yamla Van Zant on a pole. The gag is, I don't feel like she was drunk. I feel like that's something I that I would drunk. do. Like I'm on the pole. <laughs> like this is yes. corny. Like. Uh-uh, Yanla was drunk. I mean, she could have been. I, I, and she, I, she had a drunk cadence. She's entitled. <laughs> I just felt like her laugh was like, I don't know, girl. Whatever, Rhonda. We love you. Nobody auntie. ever thought they'd see Yanla Van Zant on a pole. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I'm going right. Bless her heart. Y'all leave Yanla alone. She got her a new $10 ponytail. She living her best life. Did she sure did get her a good yakky braided it out, dipped it in the end? You know what I'm saying? Gelled up them sides. It was pro style for life. Um, congratulations to the U.S. women's soccer team Indeed. for winning the World Cup. Indeed. Shout out to Megan Rapinoe for repping uh, Nipsey mm-hmm. and shouting him out in the comments and 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 I and quoting him. I thought that was beautiful and I really like her. Megan Rapinoe, I really like her. They were like, "Are you going to the White House?" She was like, "No." No, I'm not going to the White House. It's like, first of all, we won't even be invited. But no, I won't be going there. Mm-mm, absolutely not. And I live for her. I really do. So I don't know if you heard about my Uncle Stevie and his kidney problems. I did. But I also heard that the Lord has given us a kidney. He found a donor. Thank you, Jesus. And he's getting surgery in September. We have to girl- protect Stevelyn at all costs. At all cost i said freeze him Mm -mm. freeze him and protect him please put him in the freezer i'm telling y'all i'm telling y'all like that is that he that is my guy okay so when i saw that he got a donor i really wept i truly did it's a celebrate it is um jaden smith actually is doing something really lovely unlike these niggas outside um he Opened an I love you food truck. I saw that. Yes. That's so precious. And I love that the food is free. The food is free and vegan. Glory to Jesus. For those for 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 the um for those who do not have homes in LA. So wealthy people things. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Wealthy people things, but at least he's using his celebrity to do something really. And that's why I really love and respect it. I do. I do. And it's his 21st birthday. Come on, be 21 years old. I'm old as Okay. Okay, Girl. And his mother posted a beautiful, beautiful little uh, tribute to him on her Instagram for that. And then lastly, I wanted to save this wonderful news. Oh, my word. Oh, also, also, rest in peace to Cameron Boyce from um, the Disney Channel. He uh, passed away due to complications. I believe he had uh, epilepsy. Um, so he passed away due to a seizure in his sleep. Um, I feel so bad for his family. Um, Noah is a huge Descendants fan. Descendants 3 comes on in a couple of weeks, and she's been talking about it for months. Uh, Descendants 3 is getting ready to come out. He was also in a Disney show called Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's some real parent shit. Um, so it was really sad to see he was only 20 years old. 
Uh, he seemed like such a light. His grandmother actually was one of the original 12 in the um, Brown versus Boy who um, desegregated, who was part of the integrating of schools. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting fact, but um, so much love to his family. I know they are heartbroken right now and all our prayers and condolences are with them. Absolutely. But lastly, uh, on the trash, our girl, Big Frida. Hey. Is getting her own flavor with Ben and Jerry's. I'm, it's lit lit. I saw that on the Shade Room, I believe. I will be purchasing. It's called Booty Bouncing Beignet. I cannot wait. I hope it is not only featured in Louisiana because your girl needs parts. I will be purchasing in both. I will. And I will be, I, oh, if not, I'll be ordering. Hopefully it will come sealed. <laughs> and that's the trash uh. this week. And we'll get to we'll get to that. We're going to get to that. Actually, I, there's Jesus. a reason why it wasn't on the trash. But um, that's the trash this week. So let's move on to the shout out. Let us move forward. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right. Let's shout out the sisters and brothers and things of that nature as the hood drives by. Jay's That's window the hood drives always. Um, I know that you have one, sis, but I wanted to actually do a pre shout out to my sis. Shout out, if I may, please. I would like to shout out Jade and Kia. Why? Oh. <laughs> Why do you ask? Because despite our folly and foolishness, and and the times that we are just less than than great, you. Hola. <laughs> You guys keep listening to the show, and I just don't understand why. We, I, however, I do appreciate it, but we are shouting out getting grown because we learned that you know, just this month, we have cracked over five million listens and downloads. That means, listen, y'all, like, do you really just let's just grab our minds around this for a moment? That okay. means that five million of you people have pressed play. That's brazy, fam. That's so brazy. Like, and, and our show's not even that old. So I just wanted to say from the bottom of my suburban little heart, mm, mm, I'm mm. ever grateful to each one of you for really, really, really hanging in with me and my sis as we kind of figure this out. We don't know what we're doing. And this show is a disaster in many ways. Wasn't the show about us not knowing what we're well, doing? Well, I mean, you know, I was getting there. But um, we are figuring this out. And y'all have really just been on this journey with us. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for this platform. I'm grateful for getting grown. I'm grateful for you, sis. I'm grateful, I'm grateful for, for um, all of it. And I, I can't, I mean, we're celebrating. We're celebrating 5 million listens, 5 million downloads. And and we're not even three years old yet. So that's that's nope. crazy. So we love you guys so much. We thank you guys so much. Um, but yeah, shout out to Ken Grown. We out here. We out here. Just being out here, trying to be out trying here. Trying to be <laughs> out here. We're trying. Thank you guys. We do. Kia, Kia said it. We uh, we appreciate you guys immensely. Um, and, you know, some like some weeks, as XD likes to say, we're like a Jamaican restaurant. <laughs> Sometimes we ain't got it. <laughs> we ain't got no rice and peas. We ain't we got, got no, no brown rice and stew. peas. We ain't, we ain't got, got no, no oxtail. oxtail gravy left. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just out. We just out of it. We don't have it. We should I be closed. But cabbage, we still, no more cabbage. Right. We should be closed. We don't have nothing. We should close down, but we still show up to tell y'all what we ain't got. That's a beautiful metaphor. 
<laughs> like what you got? I feel seen. Macaroni pie and stew chicken. <laughs> okay, no, I'll take it. We got curry chicken, only white meat. <laughs> white rice, curry chicken. You want? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I came here about green. So we are. We do. We we truly appreciate you all. We can't do this if it wasn't for for y'all. So, but. Um, our other shout out actually is a brand new podcast. Hey. Um, it is by uh my good dear Nolika Radway. Um, and Nolika is called Raising Rebels. And Nolika is speaking about raising three young rebels in Brooklyn, three beautiful daughters in Brooklyn. Um, and she had Tristan and I on an episode where we talked about discipline uh for our kids and how that looks to us and you know, what things we'd like to do differently from how we were raised and, you know, some of the structure that we implement and so forth and so on. So you can check them out on Instagram under Raising Rebels Pod. Yeah. Um, you can also check them out on iTunes under Raising Rebels Podcast. And when I tell you it is a really she Nolika is wonderful at navigating these conversations. So if you have children, I think it would be a really or if you're helping to raise raise if you're part of a village what have you i think it would be a really great listen for you truly that's raising rebels podcast shout out to nolika and domino sound congrats ladies congratulations and with that being said let's move on to our kitchen table ole do <laughs> are you looking for fitspiration Getting fit and staying healthy has never been easier than with OpenFit. OpenFit's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room for in as little as 10 minutes a day. No more worrying about others watching you work out or keeping up with peers at the gym. OpenFit is great for all fitness levels. Plus, it's affordable and accessible. You can view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, or even Roku. Okay, so you all know that I struggle with trying to get my workouts in. <clears throat> OpenFit has worked so well. I started working out with this program called 600 Seconds. Mm -hmm. 600 Seconds is a 10-minute workout that packs in fat burning, muscle building, body sculpting. If like it gives you the benefit of a longer session, but in the fraction of the time in 600 seconds. When I tell you that thing has whooped my ass, <laughs> like your girl be out here the next day in pain off of 10 minute workouts. But it's allowed me to try to keep my body at a balanced level. And I really appreciate it. OpenFit has changed the way that I work out. And by texting our code GROWN to 303030, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Yeah. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text GROWN to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text GROWN, G-R-O-W-N, to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Hey, guys, we're back um, with the Kitchen Table Talk. Um, this one is, uh, you know, this is something that I struggle with. And I feel like I talk about it a lot on the show and on my social media. So you guys are going to be like, oh, my God, again. But it, I had an awesome conversation with a good, good friend of mine this week. And she did something with me that kind of sent me into my, um, you know, my thoughts and reflections like, oh, man, this is something I should really um, develop like as a practice. And I want to share it with you guys to get your thoughts 
Um, because we all deal with negative self-talk in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And it's something that I am struggling with um, pretty heavily. <laughs> um, and, you know, in therapy, one of the things that's really been most illuminating is really, really um, seeing how it comes. It's like a second nature kind of practice to me. It's not something that I think about. It's just something that kind of flies out of my mouth. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm doing is trying to develop new mental models, new mental habits, new practices. Um, so that you know, to kind of combat what feels like my intuitive, uh, my <laughs> intuitive, uh, habit of kind of mm-hmm. just going to, the place of Floyd Mayweather and myself to death. Um, <laughs> it's almost like Floyd Mayweather, 50 Cent. Like if Floyd Mayweather and 50 Cent were one person. Not reading well? Or? Oh, Lord and mercy. Um, <laughs> the ways that I bully myself <laughs> just kind of bring me to that space of 50 oh, yeah. Cent. You're very 50 Cent to yourself. Yeah, I'm 50 Cent to myself all the time, but I'm trying to work through. Like, you owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be 50 Cent to myself anymore. And I, and I feel like, you know, that and it, I can't be alone in that. That is something that no. I know a lot Not of us all. deal with, the ways that we are extremely self-critical. Um, so... Right. So I thought that um, what happened was I was kind of like beating up myself on on uh, in was, I message. What, and my friend was like, well, in life, but <laughs> I message specifically. <laughs> and my friend was like, OK. And I asked, I was like, is negative self-talk to something that you've dealt with? She was like, I think we all deal with it. But one of the things that's helped me is I've really stopped myself when I have these thoughts. I don't just let them. Uh, exists, I really kind of go to the meat of the matter. I try to think about the root of the feeling, where it's coming from, and I'm I'm critical of it. Like I question it to and most of the time when I do that, I realize that it's really not based in anything. Or it's mm-hmm. based in something that is mm. um based in something that is, you know, a fear or just kind of like panic or worry. It's not something that's based in hard evidence. Um, and she, you know, asked me like two or three questions. And just in those two or three questions, we were able to really kind of shift my perspective from what the thought was. So I thought that we could do that on the show at the kitchen table. Um, I think, you know, we go through it um, with a negative thought that you have and a negative thought that I have and just kind of talk about this process of questioning and, you know, whether or not it's something that we think we might be able to implement uh, in our day to day lives around just kind of training ourselves how to have a healthier thought life. And mm-hmm. disclaimer, I am in no way a psychologist. I do have a degree in psychology, but, you know, I, of course you do. Um, we sure do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, you know, it was like a it was like my bachelor's. So I'm not like, you know, I'm saying that I'm not a trained counselor or a trained psychologist, and I'm not suggesting that this can be done in the place of having a a therapist or speaking to a counselor or something like that. But it's something that we should do or we can do on our own to kind of get into the habit of practicing healthy self-care, healthy self-thoughts, and ways to kind of get ourselves out of negative places when we find ourselves in them. So you down? I'm down. All right. So what what are, I mean, well, first let me just, I don't want to assume, but is like negative self-talk something that you struggle with? And if so, is there like a common, are there common negative thoughts that you have about yourself? Things that you kind of find yourself saying frequently or thinking? Frequently? Um, 
I I I think uh, like like your friend said, we all deal with negative self talk, um, and I used to deal with it a lot more, uh, and I've really really tried to work on it, cause yeah, you know, like right now actively. I'm always calling myself poor. I know I've said that before. <laughs> I'm always calling myself poor. And my friends are really, really good about clapping their hands in my face and letting me know, hey, stop calling yourself poor. Stop doing that. Um, and one way that I've actually tried to uh, implement or like combat negative self-talk should I say, is when I start thinking negative feelings, they're not always necessarily the the same feelings of negativity. It used to be surrounding my body. That was like a common theme. There was, I just was always trying to do something with my body. I have come to accept what I've come to accept at this point. Like, girl, this is what we are. Like, there are things that we can work on and these are the things that we can do to work on it. But it's not it's not uh, something that we want to focus on. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody paying attention to your body as much as you are. So that's one thing that I've, that I've, I've learned to work with, but in general, combating, combating negative self-talk, no matter what the topic may be. Um, I've started trying to replace it with something good. And that's not necessarily to say that I don't have any flaws or like, I don't want to focus on things that I want to work on. It's not me brushing them off, but it's making sure that I'm balanced in that. And I know that I have a tendency to speak more negatively about myself before I'll say something positive. So I've started trying to combat that by thinking of something positive. Uh, and, you know, if it's something that's valid and I need to work on it, then sure. But sometimes, I, you know, I have irrational thoughts. Um, and with that, that's where I try to combat it with something positive that I've that give me I've an example on. of an irrational thought since you jumping all ahead. I am. I'm sorry. Oh, am I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you jumping all ahead. Just because hey, we just almost there. Just give me a minute. Give me an example right. of one of the like you said. So I think the, you know, I'm poor thing because, you know, it's really quick to say, girl, I ain't got no money. It's very quick to say that. Yeah. That's that's really yeah. a good one. Um, we yes. and, and then the body body image ones can can mm -hmm. are definitely a thing because we all know that I deal with that and mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, but, you know, you said you, you have an irrational thoughts, like what, give me an example of, of, of an irrational thought or a way that you can kind of go from zero to a hundred nigga real quick. Well, the I'm poor is, is, is pretty irrational because, you know, living in New York city is not easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have a very high cost of living. One of the highest in the country who shout out to San Francisco, our, we, 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 we are with you and understand what's going on with what's going on over there but um the I'm poor it's irrational because if I sit back and I say and I look around and I say I have a home I have a roof over my head I have a home that I like coming I like coming home to mm -hmm. you know I've been able to really start get, getting it together I know I spoke before about moving in and really wanting things set in this house and kind of a different feeling than what we had prior so just the ability to be able to pay these bills and come in a house that I enjoy being in and being in this environment. It's pretty irrational for my, for me to call myself poor because there's too many people out there who don't have, mm -hmm. or don't even have the capability of being, being able to put a roof over their head or being able to go out and buy furniture for a home that they love. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty irrational and it's, 
yeah, it's 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 that's a pretty irrational thought. Dope. Well, not dope, but thank you for sharing. I'm saying. Um, so I think that um, one of the things that I deal with is uh, in in this negative self-talk space is that I'm really super hard on myself in terms of productivity and, you know, mm. getting things mm. done. Um, and I, I set really high standards for myself. But I think when you do that, it's really, you have to be very careful because it's easy to um, cross the line of high standards to unreasonable standards. Um, mm. And... So a lot of the times uh, my negative self-talk is around like, you know, I'm raggedy. I didn't get anything done. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm failing at this. or I'm not doing well at this or I don't know what I'm doing. Sounds like our phone call the other day. Right. Um, I I think the struggle for me is I feel like I want to have, I want to be accountable to myself and to the goals that I've mm-hmm. set for myself, but I struggle with finding balance in being um, adaptable and flexible and, and, and having like grace and compassion um, toward myself in, in those spaces. So struggling with feeling like I'm going to mess this up or, um, you know, all this is going to go away or, you know, I'm doing this wrong. Or I'm going to get found out. Um, those things, uh, that tend tend to be kind of where I I live and reside in the negative self talk space. Um, along and it drives <laughs> me crazy. If I may interject, I'm oh. sorry to interrupt you oh. for a second. Well, go for it. I'm going to interject and I'm going to be transparent. He and I had a conversation where she was doing all of that last week. Was that she last was, week? I feel know, like it was a week before, but either way, maybe could have been. Probably, you know, I don't remember anything, but. We had a conversation last week or the week before about Kia feeling um, like she wasn't being productive and she can't make it to work on time. (laughs) Well, that's a thing. That's a real real thing. But in you saying I can't make it to work on time, I can't be in the office by 9, 930, whatever. I was like, all right. okay, all right. But Kia. What time do you leave <laughs> when we are together, which is not a lot at this point because of schedules and where we live. But when we're together, we have to physically yell at Kia to put her iPad or her computer down because she's constantly working. So I said all that to say, even when you're feeling, when you feel when you start calling yourself trash and whatnot, and we start getting them, you know, you mm-hmm. start having them feelings of I can't get shit done right. It just astounds me because <laughs> you're, I'm like, kid, you so, do one million things. So this my is nigga, thing. like, this is, is going to take us to the, to the next point of the conversation. So I feel like when I don't want to, I don't know, I feel weird because when I, I want to keep saying my friend, I was talking to Sarah Jakes, right? Because, but I, but, but I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't ask her or tell her that I was going to do this. So I didn't, I was, hey, Sarah. yes, we love you, sis. I didn't, I hope that she doesn't mind. Um, cause I really wanted to give her a heads up about it, but they just got away from me, sis. But, um, I was talking to Sarah about this and one of the things she was saying was just like a lot of times, you know, the self-talk is, is really from a place of, you know, having a limited perspective or looking at things, being insistent upon looking at things in one certain way when, you know, if you look at things from a different perspective, it's really not that bad. So I think, so when I really took some time to think about and really question the root of, uh, you know, the negative self-talk around my lack of productivity, 
air quotes around lack of, but um, mm-hmm. I really, when I really took a, a good look at it, I think that I was measuring myself up to a standard that, um, you know, successful people only do certain things. Like, and I think that that comes from a lot of messages that I've received in the past from former supervisors, mentors, people who just live and move and work differently. So I at one time had a, a supervisor who, who let me know that successful people are early risers and they get all their work done, you know, you know, essentially. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like, you know, all those while y'all were sleeping people. Right. right. So I was up at five. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, and there's, there's, there's no, there's no shade. Right. I mean, if you're a morning person, you're a morning person. That's when you are productive. But I mean, I think I, I wrote my dissertation, you know, you know, sis, I think I wrote my dissertation between the hours of 11 PM and 3 AM. So the midnight hour. there are times when I don't feel, and there are times when I get to work, you know, and I'm at work nine o'clock, but I don't feel like my engine starts running until about 3 PM. Like, I mean, I'm there and I'm doing things and getting things done. But, you know, sometimes the spirit doesn't move me until a certain hour. And there have been things that I have that I have been trying to do to kind of change and adapt to the kind of the ways that my life are set up right now. But I have to always come back to and remain true to the fact that, you know, I'm just set up different and I might not be the person who's at work at 8 a.m., but I am the person that's at work at 8 p.m. That's and that it. and that does not make me any less of a of of any less productive or any less qualified or any less worthy or any less um you know a bad bitch. <laughs> so and and it's it's about it's about uh thinking about the thought. So when when Sarah and I were talking, she was like, you know, one of the the next question she asked me after like what the negative thought was was what what evidence do you have to prove you know, the thought, what evidence do you have to support what your thought is? So my support Mm -hmm. is my thought was, you know, I'm raggedy and I don't get things done. And as a result, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, miss opportunities or lose out on, on certain things. And she was like, what evidence did you have in your life that would even suggest that? Have there Mm -hmm. been instances where you have, you know, even messed up and lost on a major opportunity or blah, blah, blah. And when I really sat and thought about it, I couldn't really think of a time Mm. where, you know, there's been a major, major change or something has happened. I mean, that doesn't say that I've not messed up, but I mean, and what really kind of got me together was like, even when you have messed up, Mm -hmm. you've been able to bounce back. You've been able to rectify the situation. So it's not a matter of you're going to fail and mess this mm-hmm. up or it's not a matter of you are not worthy of this or you're going to, you know, it's not a matter of that. It's, it's the panic. It's the panic talking and the panic mm-hmm. is creating a, a scenario that has never happened b- before. And it's honestly not likely to happen again because, you know, even in my limitation or my shortcoming, you know, there's, there's grace and provision mm. where, you know, like, and then she used a great example where she was saying like, are, is it that you are raggedy or is it that you're human? Mm. Right. So like, mm. like I think uh, with the pressure that we put on ourselves to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, 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 it, and it's really like, you know, in the, in that comparison space, like you think that people are perfect because they're doing certain things, but it's just like, they do certain, those things well. And then there are other areas where they are limited. So it's like, is it, is it that you are, is, is it that you are raggedy or is it just that you're human 
in that girl I mean, you're not the only person who put eight things on a to-do list and only got three done. Like <laughs> that happens right. to every single body and that doesn't make you any less of an adult. It doesn't make you raggedy mm. by any means or stretch of the imagination. And it wasn't until, you know, I was, the question was posed to me that I was able to, to pause and really think like, oh, wow, I'm really am making this up. Like I really am putting all this pressure <laughs> on myself and it is for naught. Um, so it's not only just asking yourself what the negative thought is. The next step is really kind of, okay, so challenging the thought. Mm -hmm. If you feel that way, what is the basis of it? Like what evidence do you have that would lead you to believe that, you know, like you mm -hmm. were saying, like, I'm broke. What evidence in your life? <laughs> do you, 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 I mean, you there's evidence, there is, but you know what, I'm <laughs> what I'm saying broke is relative. The evidence is that right, you don't exactly. have, you don't have uh, an, an inexhaustible um, <laughs> amount of money such that whatever you want to do, you can do. But right. few, very, very few adults are in that position. Most people right. are not in, in, are not able to just, you know, move however they want to, whenever they want to, because, our resources have a limit, mm -hmm. all of us at whatever level yeah. we find ourselves in. So it's when yeah. the thought comes thinking about the thought from the perspective of like, Oh, well, what, ev what evidence is there to support this? What has, what in your life would make you believe that this is the case? And even if you do have some evidence that it is there, well, what evidence do you have that it's going to continue or that's going to be a constant pattern? Um, mm -hmm. and, or, or, or even thinking about it from the perspective of okay, like, this is what it is right now. How can I challenging yourself to think about it in different ways um, is, is really is really the um, crux of the of the exercise. And then after that, the final piece is to the point that you were making before. What affirmation um, can you say to counteract the negative thought? Yep. So, OK, I have a question for you. Go for it. So, you know, we we're speak, we, we've spoken about when you know, you having negative thoughts about yourself or us having negative thoughts about ourselves, should I say? Mm -hmm. Um, in some, and a lot of them not being rooted in things that make sense, <laughs> but so this is another transparent moment, but this is how I need to frame the question. So in our conversation that I spoke about, you also talked about, um, your supervisor, mm -hmm sometimes making you feel like you're not productive enough because, you know, she does things this way. Mm -hmm. How do you counter when somebody like that comes to you and it puts you in your feelings and it makes you feel a certain way? How do you counter that? Uh, let me see. How do I want to ask this? So using that example, <clears throat> We spoke about your supervisor mm -hmm. and we you, you just spoke about these people who talk about early risers, mm -hmm. blah, 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 are being the most successful people. When you know that you are busting your ass and you already have negative thoughts yourself, how do you keep those types of comments from people in, the, in those kind of positions, which could have you uh, have you exercising that self-doubt even more so? How do you... Fuck, how do I, how, how do I want to ask this question? How do you bring yourself back, should I say? Um, okay, 
So I think it's a couple of things. It makes me think of the conversation that we had when Fran was on the show um, a few mm-hmm. a few months ago. We're talking about feedback because I feel like, specifically in the conversation that I had with my supervisor, she gave mm-hmm. me some feedback around my performance around mm-hmm. certain things. Um, but I think that you know, like Fran said, feedback is necessary. It's a part of the process of, of refining us and making us better and mm-hmm. developing us. But there is uh, a point where you have to, I think the responsibility that we take is that we have, it's it's about what you're going to do with that feedback. It's not just taking it all in, but being, um, being intentional and conscientious about, you know, how you're going to use and apply it. So, um, you know, you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. You take, you take what, you take what, what, what from it um, you will, but, you know, being, I mean, holding yourself to a standard, but mm-hmm. also acknowledging and respecting um, yourself um, mm-hmm. and advocating for yourself <laughs> in, in that right. So I know with the conversation that I was having with my supervisor, um, you know, one of the things that I did was I spoke to people who I know getting getting um, getting other perspectives, asking mm-hmm. people who I who I know know me. Mm-hmm. And have my best interests at heart. People like you, people mm-hmm. like Keisha, people like Latoya, um, people like my sister Ginger, people like my mm-hmm. mom, uh, people like other mentors like Dr. Freezebread, other people, Dr. Griffin, people I who um, who I know will tell me the truth around um, people who will tell me the truth about myself. Um, mm-hmm. So in doing that. You know, and I'm thinking about my, our friend, friend of the show, Adama. Hey, Adama. Adama always says uh, confidence. Hey, Adama. She said, I, I hope I don't mess this up, but it's like confidence comes from evidence. Like you build confidence based on evidence that you have in your life. And if you want to build confidence, you have to get an, get information that's going to help you to believe um, and be confident in, in whatever it is that you um, are, whatever your intention is. So what I did, you know, I, I got a lot of different feedback, got a lot of different evidence from, um, I mean, got a lot of different perspective, a lot of input, a lot of different evidence around the feedback that I received from my supervisor. And that helped me to really discern the parts that I could use and the parts that I could, I don't want to say disregard, but the parts that I could, that, that I didn't have, you know, the bones that I had to spit out. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, um, people, I think the thing that I struggle with is that generationally and even disciplinarily, right? I think Mm -hmm. we're kind of socialized to think about things in different ways. And I think Mm -hmm. that there are certain, certain generations, certain people who feel like there's only one way to do a thing. Mm -hmm. What I'm learning is that if that's the way that worked for you and that's your way to do it, then that's the way that worked for you. That does not have to be the only way. That's it. Um, So two things can be true at one time. If my if my supervisor says this is the way that you do it, okay, dope. That's the way that you do it. That's the way I will do it here. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the way that I was doing it is wrong or mm-hmm. inappropriate. Um, it, it may not be the it may you know I might have to adapt it and or or kind of you know go along to get along in this instance. But that doesn't necessarily discount or or discredit what I bring mm-hmm. to the table. So I think that was one of the ways that I was able to, to navigate that, um, 
So just being conscious of what the feedback is and, and being discerning about how I wanted to apply it or not apply That's it. That's good. Good. That's good. So give me, give me, um, give me an affirmation that you use to counteract your negative thought and then I'll, and I'll give an affirmation and then we can wrap up. Hopefully this, uh, I mean, wrap up this conversation that I hope <laughs> was useful. <laughs> um, like I, I touched on it earlier, an affirmation I give myself is um, when I begin to call myself trash for whatever, whatever that, whatever that is in that moment, whatever it's for that reasoning in that moment. Um, you know, I first ask myself, is, you know, is this valid? You know, is this something I try to inspect? Like you said, the parts that, all right, am I being self-critical or am I being, um, am, you know, am I just trying to give myself some constructive criticism? But an affirmation that I'll use is trying to think of something in that same arena that I'm doing really good at. So for instance, I'm really hard on myself also about how often I'm not able to cook dinner for my family. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, how do you cook for a living and you get home and you all end up ordering off a of caviar or seamless or DoorDash or whatever? Like, that's trash. You're trash mm. for that. You know, and I felt I feel really bad when Noah will come to me and go, Mommy, are you cooking for the clients or are you cooking mm. for for home? <laughs> and, you know, it'll make me feel like trash. And then I counter that with an affirmation I'll give myself is, you know what? Like this busy time that I have is not every single week. It's not, you know, there's seasons of this. And there are seasons where these niggas are eating home cooked meals four times a week. You know what I'm saying? That and I say four times a week because leftovers and things. Mm -hmm. But they're eating like brand new, fresh, home cooked, delicious meals at least four times a week. There's times when that's when that's happening. And there's times where I can't cook for weeks. But I'm like, but bitch, you're working hard. Like you're busting your titties, you're sweating your titties off. So even though you may be cooking for somebody else, you're making sure that your home is taken care of. You're making sure that your family is taken care of. You know what I'm saying? You're doing this for your family. So while it may not be something like I can't cook dinner on a Tuesday, you guys are going to be eating my dinner for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's an affirmation that I'll give myself. And it's not for, it's, it's not for not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it for no reason. Like I'm out here working. So if I can't cook for you all for a week, that doesn't mean that I'm a trash mother and wife. It just means I didn't have the time to do it because I was doing other things for the household. Absolutely. What about you? So, okay. Mine's kind of twofold. Cause I want to share, um, um, kind of like the conclusion of, of our conversation with Sarah that kind of inspired mm -hmm. this whole thing. And then, Mm -hmm. something that I've been trying to do in kind of developing this practice on my own. So when I was talking to Sarah about my negative thoughts around how, you know, I'm raggedy when I, when I don't meet my deadlines or mm -hmm. I don't. Um, and most of the time the deadlines are the deadlines I put, put on myself. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when, when I don't do things within the time frame that I want to do them. And as such, I'm going to mess up the opportunities that I have or ruin everything and end up broken in poverty but um um Sarah, Sarah was was really uh helpful in, in um really pointing out how it's not that I'm raggedy but I'm human and she said yep. something that's really kind of stuck with me in that my humanity 
is, you know, opportunity for God to be God, right? Because if I was perfect and did everything flawlessly, then um, there would be no room for God to show me that even despite my raggedy, he is still <laughs> out here making sure that I have the space. Like, I feel like, and it helped me to kind of really see, even after that conversation, like to see how awesome and dope it is. Like, you know, how dope of a father it is. A father gives you space, training wheels, right? When you, you ride in a bike, your father puts the training wheels on there. So they give you the space to kind of fall off the bike and figure out how to do it. The, the truth of the matter is, and you said this too, sis, like I've never been, the position that I'm in now at work, I've never been in this position before. I don't, mm. I don't know how to do it. Um, mm. You know, in, in terms of like, you know, I'm, I'm doing well, but there is no manual and there is no rule book that says I have to do it, you know, these ways. And as such, I'm going to mess up and that's okay. Um, messing up is a part of it. Messing up is falling off the bike and I'm learning and trying to grow. But even in that, I'm blessed to have a supervisor and mentors and people around me that will cover me as I'm falling off this bike, right? <laughs> like who cover yep. me, they make sure that I'm not, you know, and even in all the mistakes that I've made thus far, I'm not, you know, I've, I've not lost anything. I've even gained things despite the mistakes that I made as a postdoc, I got a promotion despite the mistakes that we made on this podcast, we have 5 million listeners. So, so, um, so that I told Kia, I said, your super, I said, is your supervisor finna fire you? Exactly. She was like, no, no she's I was not, like, okay, she's not going to fire me. Um, <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. Even despite all of the raggedy and despite, I mean, I'm, maybe raggedy is not despite the mistakes and the challenges and the difficulties that I've had, um, or, or even just the, the growing pains of, of figuring out how to do this. And she said, I mean, my supervisor has said to me, like, there is no one way to do this. And sometimes you learn by falling on your face, but I'm not going to let anything happen to you. So I'm grateful. See? I'm grateful for that. Um, and, and that is one of the, my positive thought that counteracts my, my, when I, when I feel like I'm messing up and doing things, it's like, no, you're not going to mess up. And honestly, what I've been saying all along is God is not going to play me. Even, even mm. if I do not do this the way that I thought that I was going to do it, God is not going to play me. And, um, it's important, um, to remember that. And I have to combat that. So it's, 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 it's not about, and it's not saying that, that once you do this, the negative thoughts are going to go away instantly. The habits that we have are hard fought um, and hard won, rather, in terms that, mm -hmm. you know, literally for 36 years, I've been Floyd Mayweather in myself. So naturally, mm -hmm. it's going to take some time for me to kind of get into my muscle memory, how to combat these thoughts when they come. So if it is, if it is something that you're dealing with, this negative self-talk, I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to feel like you, uh, you got company. It's something that we are all out here trying to figure out me specifically. Um, so if there are ways that we can help each other out and hold each other up, um, then we can do that. And I mean, there are ways to do it. Like I was talking to Fran last week, I mean, this weekend, because last mm -hmm. week was a super busy weekend. I didn't make it to the gym. I only made it to the gym one time. And I was feeling like, you know, oh. but you made it to the gym. Right. But I mean, she was saying like, you Guess know, who didn't? It's the thing. <laughs> it's those, those kinds of things. So she was like, you know, she was like, you, me and Crystal been trying to do this workout thing. Why don't we start a group chat and we can kind of keep each other up. And if we make mm -hmm. if we have a great workout, we'll share it. Or if we missed it, then we'll share it. And we'll just kind of keep each other accountable that way. And just having that, um, mm -hmm. you know, that little small thing um, has been helpful. So. 
saying all that to say, I know that negative self-talk is something that I'm dealing with. And, um, you know, you guys, you know, we tend to kind of, you know, we all deal with similar things. So I'm sharing this in hopes that the conversation will be useful and we can all kind of figure out how to work hard to combat these thoughts uh, together. We've also got to, con- we've got to stop calling ourselves trash yes. and garbage and raggedy so and things much. like that. And you've got to remember that if we're talking about ourselves, if we talk, we would never talk to somebody else right. the way that we talk to ourselves. Absolutely. Our loved ones, the people who we really, truly care about and love, we'll never talk to them the way that we talk to ourselves and call them garbage and trash and so forth and so on. So we've got to implement and practice putting that type of uh, that type of conversation, applying it to ourselves. The same grace you give to your loved ones, you've got to give to yourself. Absolutely. And you hold your loved ones accountable, right? Like you don't, and this is not me just talking to you because I do the same thing. But you don't just, I mean, this is just talking, but you don't just talk to your, you know, you don't talk to your loved ones like that. And you don't also tell your loved ones everything that they want to hear. You hold them accountable, but you do it in a loving way. And so if we take that and turn that back on self, That'll help a lot of us to stop with the garbage and the trash and the raggedy and the so forth and so on. Real talk. So that's the kitchen table. That's it this week. No graduation announcements. (laughs) We're done. And and we have an honesty box to get to, so we can just go ahead and roll on over. Roll on. Roll along. Roll along. With more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, third love designs over the shoulder, bolder holder bras with brand size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. Just answer a few simple questions via the third love's fit finder quiz to find your perfect fit in just 60 seconds. Then thanks to this 100% fit guarantee, you can wear, wash, and put your bra to the test for 60 days. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight, super thin memory phone cups. I am wearing my Third Love bra right now. It's one of Same. one of the several that I own. And I can just tell you that this bra is life. I can attest <laughs> to the fact because I have asymmetrical boobs and I can attest to this half cup size ministry. And it works yeah. because I don't have to worry about my left boob just coming all out the top because I'm, you know, I just, it is, I, it's distress is just gone because third love has saved my life and I will be a patron of their fine, fine business establishment for many years to come because it's just everything. Um, that's a party in my shirt. It is. Everyone's and invited. I mean, that fit finder <laughs> thing, I was of course like, you know, the questions I was like, girl, I'm not, what is this? But I have been, I, I stand Corrected, as do my titties. All right. Third Love (laughs) knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grown right now to find your perfect fitting bra. And again, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. Honestly, truly. So our honesty box this week is actually a little different than what we usually have. Uh-oh. But, 
you know, I thought it would make for good conversation because we've gotten a few of these. So I guess now we can address. <sighs> she wants us to give her a name. So sis, give her a pseudonym. Um, Tiana. Tiana. Princess Tiana. Princess she Tiana. says, hi, Jade and Kia. Forgive me for the clickbaity subject oh, <laughs> subject Lord. line, uh, but I really wanted your thoughts on this matter. So the subject line was, I saw what y'all had on this weekend and ellipses, dot, dot, dot. I follow you all on Instagram as well as the other sister friends, Crystal and Fran, and you all look beautiful as usual at 305 Live and Happy Hour. Congrats on a successful event, by the way, Kia. Thank you. What really struck me is how free and comfortable you all seem where you're in a social setting, specifically free in the clothing that you choose to wear. Kia, I know you're part of the Bodycon and Sneaker Gang. Amen. And Jade will always give us a nice sneaker or chunkla, which I live for. Mm -hmm. You all always manage to look cute, comfy, and sexy at once. <laughs> LOL. Um, I guess my question is, what advice could you give me when choosing clothes to wear in a social standing, be it a day party, going to a bar or lounge, or even a nightclub without feeling like I absolutely have to be have one a heel or clothes that have half my butt out or wear something tight in order to be seen as attractive or sexy? I've reached an age where I know I do not necessarily have to wear clothes that are shorter, tighter, and refuse to waddle and be uncomfortable in a heel, but still struggle with letting go of the conditioning that I need to dress a certain way to gain attention or be seen as attractive, especially when most of my peers are still doing things in a performative way for the attention of men. Hmm. How, can I, how can I have the confidence to dress according to how I feel and not worry about being in a sneaker or flat and comfortable clothes if everyone else is dressed differently? Thank you for your input. I appreciate y'all and all you do. Princess Tiana. Well, 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 well. Well, okay. Two things come to mind. One is a Beyonce lyric and the other is a meme. <laughs> so I don't know. What should I tell first? The meme? Let's do it the Beyonce lyric because I'm intrigued. The Beyonce lyric that comes to mind as I was listening to your letter, Tiana, was you are a grown woman and you can do what? Do Ever. whatever you, you want. want. Yes. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Beyonce said it, and that settles it, sis. Okay. Um it is. so I'll explain. I'll ex okay, I'll say the meme and then I'll expound on each. The meme that came to mind was worry about yourself. Mm. Like when the little girl was trying to placebo on, she was like, Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Mm. So mm. I said to Beyonce lyric, You're a grown woman, you can do whatever you want. I feel like as I continue to kind of step into grown woman, Kia, what has really been a relief <laughs> is the fact that I don't have to answer to, like, I really, really relish and enjoy and appreciate the fact that I can do what. Ever I want. There are no mm. rules as far as I am concerned. So if mm. if if in terms because I I set the tone, and I don't and what really helped me with that was you know I really that became clear to me when I cut my hair and was wearing it all kinds of colors. People were mm -hmm. worried about me looking like yes. a ratch and wondering whether or not this compromised my professionalism. But that future was I that just, future was hidden. I just feel like. You are the sauce. Whatever mm. it is, there's no way that doing one thing or another can box you into anything because mm. you always going to be you in that. So I could never be a ratch, right? Like I could, I couldn't look. I, even in my pink hair, I didn't look like one of the city girls because I'm not. 
one of the city girls. I'm Kia. So I'm always going to bring Kia to whatever it is I choose to do. Um, so that's why if I want to put on a body con dress and a pair of pumps, I'll do that because that's what I want to do. If I want to put on a mm-hmm. body con dress with some 11s, <laughs> I will do that because that's what I want to do. It also is. Well. It just depends on what I want to do. And I, I'm, I found a way to be kind of uncompromising in that. And, Woo. and it's in the worry about yourself piece comes in. It's like, I have, I think that's one of the things that I have really <laughs> loved about our friendship. Um, me, you, Crystal, and Fran, I think we have all found a way to be ourselves. And, yep. and and there is never a conversation or even, it's not even a thought about, oh, what, what we wearing, <laughs> what we wearing, nope. what we doing. It's like, oh, we going and everybody's going to be themselves there. So, you know, you know, <laughs> that's just it. Like everybody's going to do what they want, wear what they want. We're not there to worry about what each other is doing or wearing. We're there to have fun and enjoy each other's company. So yep. if the mood is like, we're all going to have like, you know, when we were going out for um, Tanika's birthday and it was like, oh, everyone wear a bad bitch dress. It's like, okay, we can do that. Um, but even in that, you know, everyone kind of showed up in their own skin. right? Um, yep. And it was just like what it was. But worry about yourself. You talked about your friends dressing in ways that you feel are performative. That's not your business. <laughs> your business, nope. you know, like worry about yourself, wear what you want to wear and own it and be fly and don't worry about what other people think about it because you are grown and you can do what you want. That's what I would say. What do you say? Literally the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the same thing. I personally don't give a fuck about what anybody has to say about my outfit um, when I'm going out and I have really adopted the Alfred Woodard standard of thinking. I'm not putting on no damn heel. Alfred Woodard will show up to every <laughs> red carpet across the globe in a flat. <laughs> and that's how I am. If if it's a spot that says ladies can only wear heels, it's not for me. I want to make sure that I feel comfortable in whatever that I put on my, whatever I choose to put on my body. So I think... It's I don't think it's really about like, where do you shop or what do you it's not about that. It's about what do you feel good in? What do you like? Have you ever stopped and asked yourself what you like? Again, like Kia says, stop worrying about your friends and what they doing. Let people thirsty people going to be thirsty. Just let them do that. You know what I'm saying? And sit in the corner and mind your business. Or thirsty for well, you might be different than thirsty for them. That's why I just feel right. like it's best to just be like, oh, OK. Like <laughs> some people really like we can have perceptions where, you know, we see people putting on tight clothes and heels. There's I have friends who only wear heels because they feel comf- like that's what they feel good in. They're actually they're like, uncomfortable. It, it doesn't in sneakers, bother them. Right? They don't they're know what to do. They're uncomfortable in sneakers. That's what happens. I am Mr. Tumnus in a pair <laughs> of heels. And I have really come to know and accept that. <laughs> and so, and I love sneakers. So it just works out for me. And if I can't wear sneakers there, then I don't need to be there. But I just think about what works best for me. What am I going to feel good in for the day? That's literally how I choose my outfit. What am I going to feel good walking around in? What am I going to feel good standing in? What is going to feel comfortable? Is this going to feel like this on my body? Is this going to feel like this on my body? I focus on those things. Is it going to like, ride me like the Crosstown bus? Right. Is it going to have a wedgie Is it going to stay where I put it? 
Like, like girl, these are the questions. Am I going to be able to get away with wearing these men's underwear that I love to wear up <laughs> under my clothes? Because I avoid getting wedgies. Like, half the time y'all see me, I got on a pair of men's drawers. Listen. Like, I'm going to keep it all the way funky with you because want, they're like, comfortable and I don't get no wedgies. And comfort is something <laughs> I'm not willing to compromise. The older I get, it's just like, oh, girl, I'm not going to be comfortable in that. So I'm not wearing no. it. Or I'm not going to be comfortable there. So I'm not going. There's just certain choices that you need to make. And it's not a matter of um, whether or not your friends agree or disagree or how anybody else feels about it. It just boils down to like, this is what I want to do and I'm doing it. And I think if you yeah. own that and really just kind of live your life according to that standard, the people that are around you have no other choice but to respect it. And it don't have That's to it. be no beef. It's not like, F y'all, I'm not doing it. It's just like, nah, I decided to wear this. Now, let's go get something to drink. And you don't even have to announce it. It doesn't. Like, like even, just show up and be there. Don't thing. Literally pick your outfit <laughs> Leave the house in what feels good to you. If you feel like it may look, I mean, obviously you want to make sure like, you know, you don't look crazy. You know what I'm saying? So you can ask, does this, this look all right? All right, cool. And then if you've got a friend who's got totally different, you know, a total different style than you, maybe that's not the friend you want to ask about your outfit because they always going to have something to say. But do you feel good in it? Do you feel good walking out the house in it? That's how you choose. And then once you feel good about it, once you've made your decision, then stand in that decision. Wear that outfit, walk around in that outfit and be comfortable in that outfit. That's it. And and stop putting so much thought into it because I guarantee you the same thing that I thought about when I used to be all worried about bathing suits and this and putting on shorts. Oh, my God, these big ass thighs is about to be out. It's about to be Christmas ham for everybody. And it's July like Nobody half more than half of the time, nobody is worried about not me. one person. You're the only one. And the people who are worried about you are insecure people. Absolutely. So if you're not that worried, you're going to worry about you and you're going to feel good in whatever you have on and you're not going to put no more thought into it. Most of the time, the people with the comments are the people sitting in the bleachers. <laughs> That's it. They're watching. They're not playing the game. So just let them watch. No. Give them a show. Or it's people who hate themselves. Honestly, if we're going to keep it all like people who always have something to say about somebody else generally hate themselves. <laughs> Because that's why they're always looking for flaw and criticism and everybody. I'm not talking about my fellow Virgos where we love to criticize things. That's what we do for hobby. But I'm talking about people who love to sit there and criticize people. People who don't have, who constantly have something negative to say about other people. It's usually because they are unhappy with something within themselves. So you can't worry about them. Those, those, that's the peanut gallery. Do you feel good? Then that's all that matters. Straight like that. So, Princess Tiana, I hope that answered your question. I hope that helped. Um, please continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcasts at gmail.com and we can move along to you all's favorite segment. Okay, KK. Don't you just love warm alcohol? Nope. Okay, well, neither did Dylan. <laughs> the founder of Brewmate. That's why he created stylish, insulated drinkware, uh, which is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day. Whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits might be, Brewmite. 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 <laughs> Brewmite. I just became, oh, I'm from the UK. Brewmite. <laughs> Brewmite makes sure every sip is in the perfect temp. Yes. International shipping. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> I love my brewmite. <laughs> Wine silator. 
y'all. Uh, let me get <laughs> let me get back to business. <laughs> the wine insulator with the two uncorked extra large wine tumblers with lids. It's a total mood. Let me tell you something. And it keeps the people out your business. It really does. Because mine was in a rose gold. It was beautiful. Nobody knew what was happening. But me and my esposo were sitting out in the park having us some food. You know, I refuse to call it a picnic. <laughs> we were having some food on a blanket. And guess who had chili rosé? Because my wine does not get warm in my wine insulator. And then we had these beautiful cups. Nobody came by to tell us about glass in the park. Nothing like that. It was absolutely wonderful. You guys have to get into your brumite. Brumite. Okay. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brumate. Visit brumate.com and add code GROWN to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com and add code GROWN. Cheerio. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's the petty parade time. Okay. Where the floats are large and obnoxious. So. All right. I have two petty peeves this week. All right. It's a bonus. I came ready. Two petty peeves. The first one is from the 4th of July. Mm. And it's specifically for the little niggas in all the neighborhoods who went out to the suburbs to purchase fireworks and came back to the hood with them and decide to blast them bitches until two in the morning. Disrespect. I hate you all and you don't have mothers. My word. They literally, some of them were grown men. I saw them. Most I was oversending. Most Jeremy of them are grown men. Them because You're they right. don't sell them to children. They don't. They don't sell them to children and they don't sell them in the city. So you had to travel elsewhere to go get them. Now, I don't care. This is summertime. I get it. Summertime in Brooklyn. Um, summertime in Harlem. Summertime in New York City. Wherever, if this is happening to you, wherever you are, right? Summertime is the time to be doing all of this. And that's fine. Fourth of Fourth of July is probably the main, you know, where most niggas at at a time in in the year light off fireworks. But there are children sleeping, or there are just people who are just trying to be. And when you set off fireworks that sound like a manhole just exploded at two o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be pissed. And I'm so tired of these niggas. And now it's way past the holiday and they're still lighting these motherfucking fireworks and they're lighting them in the midnight hour. And it is frustrating the hell out of me. So my first petty peeve is for them. My second petty peeve. So I didn't put this in the trash. I was going to put it in the trash until I had my own experience. Oh, Lord. So I'm sure you all saw. That stupid ass video of that dumbass girl licking that bluebell ice cream. Oh, Jesus. For what they're calling the tin roof challenge. Who? That's what the, apparently it was called. It was based on. I didn't even know it was a challenge until this article and video slid across my eyes. So it was the tin roof challenge where people go around. Um, and I guess this has to happen in the South because they don't sell bluebell up here. 
even though it's delicious and they should. But people are going around opening um, the Bluebell Tin Roof flavor, licking the top of it and putting it back in the freezer. So this one particular girl lick, does, the, does the challenge and then tweets about it, posts the video and says that she had the flu last week. licks the top of the ice cream and puts it back in the freezer. So it was a lot of debate online about what should happen to this girl. Come to find out it is a felony. Yes, it is. To tamper with Not only a felony, but a federal felony. It's a federal felony. Because if you don't know what kind of germs you carry, that can affect somebody else. She going to jail, jail. Somebody with a weak immune system, an like incredibly me. weak immune system. I would system, die. <laughs> could, literally could literally die expire. off of you being an asshole. Absolutely. Literally could. It could babies, toddlers decide somebody decides they want to give their baby a little scoop of ice cream and you put your fucking mono and herpes all over the goddamn top of the ice cream. You filthy fucking human being. And I was one of those people who was very much uh, a part of the I don't believe in calling the laws on these young black kids, blah, 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 blah. But that bitch got to go to jail. Prison. That bitch got to go to jail. So come to find out, update, she is not being, because she's a minor, she is being tried as a minor. Unfortunately, because I'm like, give her the full extent of the law. Put that child in a freezer, make her eat ice cream (laughs) until she explodes, make her lick every bus seat in all of New York City, make her lick every pole on the D train from Coney Island to the up in these these challenges and things. And it's like, do you realize never? I'm sure she never could have imagined that doing something like this could land her in federal prison. But you see how this is why we got to be so careful about not getting caught up in doing stuff for the gram. Like this is For attention. This is really Y'all are out here painting your ass to look like watermelons. You're licking filthy cucumbers. I just can't do it. You're licking the top of ice cream. You're being filthy. So the reason why this petty peeve ended up hitting so close to home, besides the fact that when I read the original article, I instantly wanted to wrap my hands around this girl's neck. I ordered some ice cream last night oh. from the bodega. Oh dear. And it was I opened the ice cream. I ordered two ice creams. One salted caramel vegan ice cream. You know, we I just wanted to try a couple of them. The other one, a regular dairy vanilla bean from uh artisanal ice cream company in Brooklyn, right? I order it and I open the vanilla bean and it looks like fang marks. Fang marks? And it looks like teeth. Sweet holy God. In the fucking ice cream. I posted it on my stories today. I was like, please tell me if this looks like teeth marks. And I got a rousing response of yes that looks like teeth marks now i called the bodega and i i I was like yo this is completely unacceptable like i'm not blaming you all because how could you know but this is what happened so the man says which ice cream was it he specifically asked brand and flavor he goes that particular brand and flavor we got the delivery in on friday 
He was like, so that's why I'm asking. He goes and opens up one of the other vanilla beans and it looks like the same mark is in the ice cream. So I don't know if it was some kind of weird production flub when they were putting that flavor into the cartons and that's what it looks like. Or if somebody was running around fucking with the vanilla bean ice cream. Regardless, or as you all like to say, irregardless, (laughs) which is not a word. Regardless, I don't want to be having fear behind eating a tasty cold treat. You just got to make something that I'm supposed to enjoy because you many moon crickets want to run around this fucking city or country, excuse me, because that happened in Texas. You little raggedy assholes have now put doubt and fear in my mind because you all act motherless. And now I don't know. And now I can't I don't I can't like in good conscience eat this ice cream. Because I truly don't know if somebody's been tampering with it behind you all acting like nobody the fuck raised you but a band of possums. So those are my petty peeves this week. You know, in the spirit of um, (laughs) uh, July 4th, 4th of July, Mm -hmm. um, I I too have two petty peeves. Uh, One... Um, just gonna keep the party going. And we've talked about her um several times before on this show, but Sonny Anderson <laughs> was on the Food Network. Wig on the fourth of July episode of that show that she's on with those other terrible people that be making up <laughs> making up that also tamper with food and should be sent make, to prison. <laughs> make they just make terrible choices when it comes to food they preparation. Do. Mm. Um, but they were doing all of your Fourth of July holiday favorites. Please tell me they didn't make potato salad. Please tell me they didn't. Sunny make shared her special recipe for pesto potato salad. Oh! And the recipe featured tricolor fingerling potatoes, pesto. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, kosher salt, Greek yogurt, agave nectar, uh, a lemon lemon zested. Well, I guess a lemon peel, the zest of a lemon. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can garnish it. This is one of the worst parts. <laughs> so you have options when it comes to how you want to garnish this. Um, okay. I also want to bring to your... Uh, okay, so uh, you can garnish this with pine nuts, toasted pine nuts. You could garnish this with uh, a bunch of basil. You can garnish this with shaved Parmesan cheese. My favorite garnish that was the uh, <laughs> highlighted on the show was jalapeno potato chips. And you could have a you could have a pesto potato potato salad. What? <laughs> it was all bad. And I didn't even watch it, but my coworker uh, shared it with me uh, today, and I, I went on. Am. Al Gore's internet Pissed. and found the recipe. And, you know, uh, Sonny was out here advising the people that if they oh. really wanted to make this potato potato salad, this pe- pesto potato potato salad creamy, they could add mayo. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because mayo is usually a critical ingredient in potato salad, but they have, they have, uh, 
Mayo optional. Mayo is optional in Sonny's potato salad. So I just wanted my petty peeve. One of my petty peeves today is is Sonny Anderson because she just continues. Sonny to, Anderson. Period. She just embarrasses. That's the tweet. That's it. That's the caption. <laughs> that's the tweet. She just because she just embarrasses the ancestors. Day yeah, starting with the wigs. Starting with the wigs, can we get to the headpieces, the helmet she be putting it on top really, of her head? Really, really. Like, I, I just have no words to watch her do this. Y'all wonder why I'm coming television. out with a cooking show. You wonder why I'm coming out with a cooking show because there is no proper representation one of, of a black woman in the culinary industry if you put, on the TV. Put jalapeno potato chips on my potato salad. See, don't I go upside your head? I want to fight. Who wants green potatoes out? You know what? That's I don't want to do this. I understand. Like I have, I make I make you a classic traditional black potato salad, right? I've also made a southwestern variation. No, it does not have corn or black beans in it. I, want that. I just use more of a chipotle mustard, mm-hmm. and it just added a little something to it. You know what I'm saying? I've done that as well. I've also made a German style potato salad, which is a thing with oil and vinegar and things like that. It's not mayo based. I've done those things. What I've never done is desecrate a potato salad by putting chips on top of it. And adding pesto, which I feel like, what is that? I don't want pesto in my potato salad. I love pesto. I don't want it in my potato salad. And that is not potato salad. You have warm pesto potatoes. Not okay. I don't want it. Um, And you add chips on top of it? Jalapeno potato chips at that. And they were I'd so love to excited. mush Sonny's whole wig <laughs> in the her own potato salad. That's I, what I want. It was disturbing. But another, <laughs> my final one is going to be really brief. I just want to say this is more of a PSA, not necessarily a petty peeve. I am tired of your white parties. I'm tired of your themed parties. <laughs> I am just, I've just gotten to the point. I mean, we can even go back to our honesty box, but I'm at this stage in my life where I just want to wear what I want. And I don't mm. want people to tell me what to wear. And I think that it is an ex- it's excessive. It's an added it's added stress and it's added money. Because when you tell people that they have to wear certain things to your function, if they don't have those things, they have to go out and purchase those things. And why y'all think your niggly ass ancestors told you to put these white parties together? I was so committed to them because I also am just baffled. I really don't understand where is the novelty? What is so fun about everybody looking alike? Why is that something that we like to do? Well, I have to say, I just don't. mm, I have to say, sis, I am a a part of the anti-white party uh, clan. You saw what I wore to the all-white party in Miami. I did. In protest. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I don't want to wear all white. First of all, who wants to wear all white? Nobody. You feel self-conscious the entire white Black people look amazing in white, but I feel like when we wear white on our own volition, that's when it really pops. It's when we are forced to wear white against our will. When I'm just like over it, like girl. And for you girls who mm. want to have parties with other crazy, ridiculous themes, Latoya was telling me um, this weekend that she went to a, a function and it was like a pastel party. And when she got to the door and she wasn't wearing pink or what have you, they charged her $10. I said, I, <laughs> what? I wish, what? I wish I would pay. What? 
First of all, you don't it's like them bougie ass. You don't have. get to tell me ever what to wear. And you got the nerve. Isn't that illegal <laughs> to charge me because I don't have on the color you want? I don't want to wear periwinkle and lavender to your party. I don't, don't care if that's what you want to wear. I don't want sea green. I don't want to do it. I don't. I'm not interested. I don't want. I don't care what the theme is. Martha's Vineyard. I don't care. You <laughs> girls want to wear your seersucker. You want to be out here in your boat shoes. If that's what you choose to do, that's your business. But if I want to wear, on your own you know what I'm saying. If I'm a, if that's what you want to wear, then wear it. But if I don't want to wear that, I should not be penalized. It's what I'm saying. Nope. I'm sick of it. I'm sick nope. of it. And y'all having theme parties for everything. We not only going to the club, but you niggas want to tell me what to wear to your baby shower. You want to tell me what to wear to the gender reveal. You want to tell me what to wear to your child's third birthday party, sis? <laughs> I don't have to do it. And I won't. And I will not. You understand what I'm saying to you? Then I'll be out here stressed I'm running a, through you the garage trying to find something to match I'm, your damn yeah, theme. I just can't. I, I mean, if your theme is something within reason, like I can get with Like, you know, I saw a flyer because it's, you know, the girls do the no bare lips challenge. For 30 days, you wear a different oh, lipstick yeah. every day. So it was like a no bare lips party. That was just saying you have to come to probably wearing any lipstick. I can do that because I have 52,000 lipsticks. But if you're telling me I got to wear pink lipstick, then I'm going to have an attitude. Because what no, if I, I don't wear, wear lipstick? Another color, or what if I would like to wear a lip gloss? Or what if, like, what if I just want to? What if I want to wear my birds? You know beans, what I'm bitch? saying? This is a flavor. It's cucumber mint. I do what I want. You telling me that your baby shower is an equestrian theme? Girl, I'm not, I don't give a crap about your Kentucky Derby ass shower. I don't have. No I'm boots. wearing <laughs> what I want. Okay, okay. They talked about my boots. <laughs> I just am sick. And tired. The girls always, yeah. if another invitation comes with an attire, I will lose my mind. I just feel like it's unreasonable for y'all to expect me to wear what y'all want me to wear because what happens all the time? The niggas want to have an all white party and they show up in red. Girl, if you don't get out of here. Yeah. Come to my purple themed goddess party. No. 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 Can I wear gray? <laughs> like I mean The girls wear me Thin Now unless it's like a costume situation Or like a Like a 90s thing Cause y'all are, You know what I'm saying Okay do your thing I personally want to have an auntie and uncle party I want everybody to come In their finest bluetooth <laughs> And can go Fanny pack and figaro you know chains I'm Yeah in there. like I need You know asymmetrical wigs Like you know what I'm saying? I just, so symmetry wigs. I want you to come as your favorite auntie and uncle. But that is a specific type of situation. Don't tell me to wear like, it's a sunshine party and we all have to wear orange. And yellow. Girl. I'm going to wear black. I am going to wear. <laughs> on purpose. What I want. Okay. That's it. On purpose. I just can't. I'm at the age, I feel like I'm 36 years old and I have fought hard and I've tried to live a good life. I think I deserve to be able to dress my own body. That's just how Absolutely. I feel. It is. I stand behind this. Sis. I just, I just, and I know y'all going to be mad. And, oh, it's just, a, just have fun. Just wear your stripes and polka dots. It's just about out. The girl, I don't care. No, bitch, I hate polka dots. 
Yo, you wear I it. Hate if polka that's what dots. you want to wear, then wear it. I just say, if you're going to have a theme party, then have one, but don't make it mandatory. If you want to be dressed like Pennywise out here, do your thing. Your I'm not doing it. Okay. Beetlejuice. That's like them niggas with them all, with them w- women have to wear heels. Mr. Tumnus party. Now you got everybody hobbling around the goddamn party looking stupid because, because why? If a nigga invites me to another, every, everybody got to wear heels party, I'm expecting him to wear heels when I get there. You better have what you better have I want on some pumps, my I nigga. Five inches. Pump, nigga. Pump. I want you to be standing. And if you don't, I'll take mine off and you're going to put them on. Because I feel like it's unreasonable. Because I deal with this at the church as well. Because certain, you know, choir directors, male choir directors, things like that, they're always telling ladies that flats are not allowed, blah, blah, blah. I want you to wear heels. And I'm like, you don't get, you, sir, have never experienced a five alarm fire on the soles of your feet after standing in this heel for two hours. Like, what's wrong with you? you know, Why would you even open your mouth to tell me anything about what I need to put on my body? I try to be Please in compliance. Eat a dick. I try to be in compliance, but I All just All right, don't I'm coming think... to sing for the Lord in a pair of Air Max. How about don't that, feel nigga? I like it's fair because y'all don't have to be up there with your feet hurting is what I'm saying. You don't. No, next week I will show up with some Air Max on. Who's looking at my feet? Nobody but you. Are you obsessed? Child, I'm just here to tell you. Would you like to pay me for feet pictures, nigga? The people <laughs> really like to tell me what to wear. And I'm just at a, a stage in my life where I want to wear what I want. Fuck off. But that being said, we want to thank you guys again <laughs> for tuning in to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. We appreciate your uh, consistent support. You guys are the best. You are dope, honey. Like 1989 high schools. Just dope. Okay. Just overrun. Tracy from Fly Girl. Absolutely. We just love you. And um, we um, are super excited and grateful to you guys. Um, thank you guys again for uh, 5 million plus listens. We got like a platinum plaque or something, right? What's some waiting for it to come in something. the mail? Somebody got to send me something. A little, a little, a little award or some little I engraved. mean, give me a little something Sitch. so I can tell my, you know, <laughs> I'm putting on my CV or something. You know, somebody got to care. I'm about to tell. And I truly applaud you all for being able to hold water because even after five million, can you comprehend five million, <laughs> five million listens, y'all still ain't told Kia's mother. I mean, y'all don't know who she is, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> and I really don't feel like she would get it. That's what I'm saying. This is not just like, I'm not keeping this from her. I, want something. I just feel like she would not understand it she'd be like now what do you she'd do be like now? i don't understand what that means and she would panic because that's where i get my panic button from i inherited that directly from her she would be like you talk to the internet every what like she, i know my mother be it like would be, your little, your little yeah, show it would be like i heard about your little show yeah <laughs> i don't even i don't this is this is adulting this is me deciding you know and picking my battles and and knowing where and how to move in this life um, but yeah, I'm able to do it. So when we do live shows and when we have to do stuff in the show, I just tell my mom I'm going to work because that's what I'm doing. That's what you're going to do. I'm not you lying. lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> but again, I appreciate lying. y'all for your compliance. If I find out yeah. that one of you do tell my mother, I will fight you. It's not a threat. You'll it's be a in breach of contract. Absolutely. But we'll sue you. Let me do this on my own. I got this. God bless you. But yeah, uh, that being said, sis, go ahead and tell the people what we tell them every week. <laughs> Well, you all are already doing it. You're minding your business right. and continue to do that. Drink your water and most importantly, moisturize those heels. Absolutely. Why, sis? Because your heels will crack. 
<laughs> if they are dry. <laughs> and that's it. Peace out. <laughs> Peace and blessings. Okay. Okay. It's Adios, mad mommy. rigorous. All right. rigorous, mommy. Bye. Bye. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.